What is up, world? John Shute for another Puff Creative podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of being with Chrissy Greco. Chrissy, how are you today? Hi, John. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Um, just to give our listeners and viewers a background, uh, Chrissy and I met through City Sessions Denver, uh, who is uh, owned by Goldie, who is also on my podcast recently. And Chrissy is uh, doing some, some consulting for City Sessions. And um, we were working on the back end of their website and uh, we had a great time working together. So I asked her to be on my podcast. And I know she's um, you know been around in the music and cannabis space for a bit now. So I want to dive into that with her. But um, Chrissy, what, what, what's going on you know, these days in, in your world? I know you're working on City Sessions. What else, what else are you working on these days? Um, a lot of different projects. Uh, <laughs> obviously, with the pandemic, the way uh, you know the music industry, which was my bread and butter for the last ten years, and kind of how I gained all of my marketing chops, um, was no basically no longer about a year yeah. ago. So so glad to see it coming back. Um, and in that time, actually, it was it was great timing for me because I had already enrolled in an MBA program, and I'm, I'm currently taking my first ever like real marketing class in college. Um, I was nice. kind of fully self taught up to this point. I was a theater major in undergrad, and um, it's it's hard. It's like uh, very theory based, um, and <laughs> it's a kind of proven to be uh, like challenging for me because. Um, as you know, like the mar marketing space, especially digital marketing right now, I mean, it's so fast moving. Um, oh my God. So it's, it's like insane. crazy to be like, you know, reading case studies from 2011 and like um, trying to learn about, you know, product theory, which uh, is great to know and cool to have that background. It's interesting to work a little backwards there. And actually moving forward, um, I'm working on creating my own course, uh, at CSU um, for their music business program, I'm doing teaching a marketing music marketing course. So nice. a little bit of moving backwards, getting that foundation again, and then moving forward, um, doing some teaching again, and then um, I'm doing some digital ad buying for a live streaming company and a ton of consulting work with um, cannabis entrepreneurs, which is uh, really exciting. Love working with City Sessions and um, previously had worked with a company called Trivium Cannabis uh, with Goldie in um, their base in Michigan. We did a bunch nice. of branding work for them, which was um, really fun. I, I run a branding workshop, which I love love to do. And I love to kind of get, I named my company by the why consulting. And, and that really goes deep into the heart of marketing theory, uh, but yeah. started by Simon Sinek. I'm sure you're familiar with him and, and getting to the why of, uh, of why your company has started, right? Yeah, I know that it's crazy how many people cross our path and there isn't, they like don't know. And I'm like, what, 
why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, let's start from here, right? And uh, yeah, so that's that's the best part, right? Is being able to, I like that, especially in the cannabis space right now, because it's starting, at, so many people are starting their businesses, right? So I'm getting to work with like a ton of entrepreneurs or, or even people who have seen a lot of like early success in cannabis, but um, are kind of like now walking back a little and, building that foundation of their why and their brand right yep. um which is great about the space because they can they can have some great success without that but um I, yeah. I, I guess, i'm sure you've seen it right they're they're like hitting plateaus and they're like yep. how do we move forward yeah, especially and, because the competitive landscape is just gonna yeah. it's getting out of control in the current legal states and then you know say you're not already a corporate conglomerate in somewhere like mississippi alabama um and you're like local but you want to enter the market and be competitive, but you have people like Curaly for native roots or someone like that, that's like already hawking to get licenses. So um, how, are you, how are you attractive to investors? One, you know, and then two, like how do you launch successfully and be competitive? And, um, you know, I know, I know uh, before we actually press uh, record on the podcast, you know, a huge part of that for us is always community-based. Um, I know that's like a huge part of, what you preach uh, in both cannabis and, and music as well. Um, can, can you elaborate on that a little bit more and how, oh, uh, yeah. how that, yeah, yeah. We could talk for days. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess like the higher, the higher level version, because I do want to talk about just like your story too. Cool, um, yeah. Because I just love peeling, peeling back the onion on, uh, on sure. good people's stories. Yeah, um, I, I guess just to kind of, you know, when we're talking about branding, we're talking about the why being like one foundation, right? Like you got to start there. Um, and then you're doing that to, to be able to grab your customer base and have them inspire them and have them have something to identify with, right? Like the, the whole foundation of that by the why people buy uh, they don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, right? Because it, it speaks to something about them. I buy this flower product or this pen because I like what they stand for. I like yep. their, their branding, what they look like, like me carrying this pen and its design and its logo, that says something about me. And um, that is foundational, but then it expands out from the individual purchaser and consumer to how they interact with the world and the community that surrounds itself around your product or your service, right? Your company. And being able to tap and harness that community is, I think, the it's always been important in marketing, but especially in this digital age and especially with social media, right? And, and yep. your clubhouse or... Um, uh, Instagram or Facebook or even text and SMS. It's about building that community and um, giving people like a platform to connect with others with the like founding crux of what we all have in common is our love for this product or service and how that speaks to us and that why. So, I mean, it all comes full circle and, and that's how you create loyal, long lasting fan bases and whether that's in music or in a cannabis product or brand, right? hundred percent. Yeah. That's so important. 
Yeah, it's that's that's really those are such interesting points you bring up because it really does you know being submerged in the industry for so long um, and working with brands who um, you know maybe resist against that process or like building that story you know you see them struggle uh, you know and then you you know you take a look at some of the most successful brands in the space maybe not every successful brand but a lot of the ones and a lot of the ones I respect. Um, they have that perspective on community building, you know, infusing that into the brand and kind of having an expand outward. So that's awesome that that's your approach to, to the projects you're consulting on. Um, let's take things step back, you know, let's peel back the onion further here. Um, where, where are you from? Actually, uh, I'm, I'm from New York, um, downstate, okay. just outside the city. Um, nice a town called Pelham in Westchester. It's like right on the border of the Bronx. So like all yep, the way know, down there. I know where it is. I, oh, so yeah. I'm, from New, I'm from New Jersey. So I spent quite a time in New York. I went to oh. Rutgers as well. Oh, cool. So I, spent... I have a beach house. I grew up in Wildwood going there. Oh, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm from, I'm from South Jersey too. I, I learned how to surf in Ocean City. Um, oh, I used to go to the monster truck rallies in Wildwood. In Wildwood, yeah. on the beach, yeah. yeah. I feel like the beach <laughs> there awesome. is like a mile, like, like it's like a mile to get to the ocean. Like, it's, it's so long. It's so weird. It's wild. Um, no, no way. That's interesting. Yeah. So New York. Um, New York went, and Jersey a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New York and Jersey a little bit. Um, this is something I always ask, you know, folks on on our on my uh, podcast, but um, because you do some canvas consulting, when did that like enter your life, and like how, like oh, how? Oh yeah, I um I started really young. I uh, started smoking pot in uh, oh f- freshman year of high school, so I guess I was fourteen. Um, yeah. I like was dating a senior and their group, uh, their little crew, <laughs> uh, with guys were called smoking and chilling SNC. <laughs> and we were just the potheads. I always gravitated. We, I, my friends are always like the skater kids. And, um, that was kind of part of the culture, right. And part of that community. Yeah. Um, one thing, you know, I moved to Colorado in 2008, right after college and where'd you go to school? I went to school in upstate New York, this tiny liberal arts college called uh, Hartwick. Okay. Um, I feel like I've heard of, I feel like I've heard of that school. It's in Oneana, New York, which it, there's, yeah. a state, there's a SUNY up there. There's a state That's school. That's right. right okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I came out here and like, right in 2008, right? So like right before like everything changed in 2009, like right when Obama came into office and said like no more federal raids on, um, you know, medical and legal dispensaries. Um, and, and then I've been here through that whole process of, um, of, of legalization and, and adult use rack. And I have to say like my first thoughts, like 13 years ago, when that was happening 12 years ago, um, and I promise this gets back to my early years, but in those <laughs> yeah. early years for me, you know, I listened to like Rage Against the Machine, like I was it, smoking weed was so countercultural, right? And it was a way of like being a rebel, right? And like thinking out of the box. And it, it taught me to think differently and question so much about like, you know, I, I lived through September 11th and like invading Iraq and, and, and it, it really made me question instead of like following, you know, what the authorities told me. And um, yeah. I 
I worried, you know, 10 years ago when, when recreational was like in the discussion, like, is that gonna like, is that going to erase my form, like the experience I had? Because I thought it was so valuable um, when I was growing up to like, and shaped me and like always questioning things, right? And, and it sent me on a different path in my life. And I wonder if, you know, taking away the like taboo illegality and, and obviously like it's not the case for like, you know, nobody should be consuming under 21 and, and, you know, I have my qualms with that too, because of like brain development. And I wonder like, how did that affect my brain development when I started yeah. at 14? But, um, you know, <laughs> it, even we're in here, adult, we're having right? this conversation. Here we so. are. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, 20, you know, even at 21, it, it, it's so important to be uh, how it can be used to change your perspective, right? Um, totally. And and I hope that even with legalization, it it maintains that. And a lot. Interesting. That's a really. I, I don't know if I've never. No one's ever brought up that point on the podcast before. That's a really good point. And yeah. it's I, I I I've talked about this before. It's like because because was it was like the dare like you're part of the dare program, right? It's yeah, kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I wonder, because it, it's it, what's another perspective on that, too, is like they almost infuse in your brain that if you consume cannabis, that automatically you're a drug addict and going to start yeah. like doing gateway heroin drug. and doing all these drugs. Yeah. And it almost turns it into a gateway drug, you know, in that sense, yeah. or like it puts that mentality that you're talking about, like in it. Um, so, yeah, I guess to your point, you know, I think that just like education is going to be just the moral the story like moving oh, yeah. forward um because yeah like having a daughter myself now i'm like oh like how how are we gonna like infuse like comfortably be consumers and advocates but like infuse this into her life the right way and like right. educate her properly when like you know i'm a product of the dare era my parents you know scolded me when they were four i was 14 they caught me smoking so really really interesting point thank you for for bringing that up um, yeah and I mean like you know that's why I love working with city sections and I'm like so behind yeah. Goldie on education and She's I the do, best. yeah and her philosophy on what we you know how can like from the science of how cannabis um you know works with our bodies and our like psychology but also just a general education of acceptance and I'm all for it. like, don't get me wrong. Like I am, yeah. I want it to be more accepted and legal and like a hundred percent behind that. But I also wonder how we can continue to educate and, and move into this acceptance space and this legalized space um, and still maintain, like have it, have the plant maintain this door opening, mind opening quality that it had for me growing up. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so do you, I know you mentioned before we start press recorded, your relationship with the plant has also changed over time too. Like you find yourself just consuming less. Um, is that because like, maybe you're like more educated on like cannabis and like figured out your formula a bit yeah. more or. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I, um, I'm, I'm strictly a pure Indica user now. Um, Same. I, <laughs> Yeah. Um, for me and, uh, for, I just love, a, I need a clear mind. Right. And that might be cause you know, 
I, I struggle socially sometimes. And so any sort of sativa like messes with my ability to socialize, which is already kind of struggled <laughs> yeah, struggle with happens. too. I hate, I hate and, those situations. Yeah. And so I just try to avoid it altogether. And for me, a pure indica keeps my mind clear. Like I, I love the body high, but like if I can interact and like still think, you know, very clearly, um, that, uh, that really helps me a lot. And, and so I use it to relax. I have, um, a lot of balls in the air right now. Um, a lot of projects, like I said, I'm in school, so I, I really need that clear head. So yeah. I use it for, you know, real special occasions too, like going to the hot springs in, you know, in our beautiful state, going hiking, watching a movie, like lying down, like, that's how I consume now. I actually have enjoyed more um, these, the ratioed products with CBD. Um, so like an 18 to one, um, you know, high t uh, CBD, like low, just that little bit of THC to really activate. Um, man, that, what a game changer. Just so relaxing in the right setting. Uh, that's the kind of consumption I like now. And I'm That's loving awesome. all of the cannabinoids coming in to the space and like being used so scientifically, so smart. Like how can we use this plant and all of its attributes and all of its chemical properties for very specific things that we want, right? I want to do this specific thing. Oh, we've got, there's a cannabinoid for that. <laughs> it's um, crazy. I'm I, so, love it. I feel like we're so fortunate to live in the place where we're able to have access to that you know I can't oh, wait for like all my friends and family to as well right. um, I, I feel like we're, we're on the same vibe with like the way we like to consume too I'm like a huge fan of clear head and huge fan of sleep too um I see my baby waking up here so there could be a risk of a baby crying soon but okay. I wanted to lead into um what's what the, what's the future looking like for you right now? What, like what's up and coming that you're excited about and like maybe what's happening with city sessions you're excited about and also personally. Awesome. Um, yeah, with city sessions, uh, we're, you know, we're excited for a really busy tourist season, you know, um, more, yeah. more states have legalized it during the Everyone's pandemic. Everyone's so stoked. <laughs> so many people are coming here to experience the Colorado cannabis scene. So we're gearing up for a busy tourism season. Um, the more people we can get here to educate, the more um, uh, industry people who are in other states, they see the industry, a great business opportunity. They're coming out here, Goldie's Consulting, um, giving them you know a tour of what's going on here, what it's been like over the last 10 years. And, um, you know, this so they can take that knowledge to their states, um, get a, a leg up by learning from our established market here. So that's all super exciting. I'm excited to see um, some uh, smoking indoor, um, I don't know what they're calling it. Maybe you can help me. The, uh, the consumption lounges. Consumption lounges. I'm so yeah, excited to wait. see that happen. Yeah, uh, I went to, um, uh, Amsterdam in 2006 and uh, got to experience that and um, I'm just so excited to see it come to the states and and see Colorado do it right um, and and just 
manage it well and and see how entrepreneur where entrepreneurs take it it's gonna be really cool in the next it's year to see where crazy that to be like you know you thought like i thought we were in the beginning when i first started cannabis and it's it hasn't even gotten going yet it's so crazy it's so cool um, um, i'm excited to be a part of it yeah well, anything any, anything else you want to leave our viewers and listeners with before we close things up here. I, I want to also just, you know, I'll plug your social media links and stuff into this podcast so people can stay tuned in what's going on, but anything else that we should be aware of? Um, you know, I say, I think, you know, if you find a product that really speaks to you in your life, like the, for you, your use, um, share your story. Um, yeah. I think that's really, you know, a, it builds community around cannabis. It's going to continue to push, um, national legalization with more people coming out with their different and diverse stories as being users, uh, cannabis consumers. Um, and, and, you know, with so many different incredible products that can be used in very specific ways um, and for so many different needs and um, uses. Like, I think the more we, we're really talking about it, educating others and sharing our stories, um, the better it's going to be for everyone. I totally agree. That that's, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Well, yeah. Chrissy, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have a really good rest of the day. You too. Thank you so much for having me on, John. This was a great conversation. Thanks so much.